Mike one, Mike one, isn't this a lot of fun? Did you, America? Welcome to another edition of uh, Did You America? I'm Ian Canfield. He's Jeremy Hoffman, and this is season two, episode. And eh, numbers aren't really my thing. To be quite honest, this one can't finish fast enough because there's another new Iron Maiden song out today. It debuted a couple of hours ago. It's- are, you, are you sure you didn't get faked out again? Uh, no. This isn't fake Maiden. <laughs> I was. Well, here was the thing. I got a text message from a buddy as I was going to bed last night saying, hey, there's a new Maiden song dropping tomorrow. Same buddy that told me at 5 a.m. a few weeks ago you that mean, the, the whole new album had leaked on YouTube. You mean the boy who cried wolf. <laughs> right. And I said, I ain't getting up at 5 a.m., covered in my own excitement (laughs) (laughs) at the prospect of hearing the whole new Maiden album to find out that it's some South African Maiden tribute band that have made something that could sound like the new Maiden album as a joke thinking of people covered in their own excitement and then being so let down. Now I'm definitely thinking the song you showed me while I walked in was definitely Fake Maiden. (laughs) No, 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 no. This uh, genuinely was um, a new Maiden song confirmed by Maiden. And uh, at five minutes, it's uh, one of the shorter songs on the album. I mean, so I've only been able to... And it debuted like a couple of hours ago. I've only been able to listen to it about 15 times so far. Clearly nowhere near enough. So we need to like move this along. Who has the attention span for five minutes? It's not Bohemian Rhapsody. That's six minutes. And The Parchment, one of the new songs in the new I made album, is 13 minutes. This new song, which is called Stratego, the five-minute song, right? I'm all about it. I very much enjoyed it. It's good, solid Maiden. I am still, more than anything, looking forward to, because since I've seen who wrote the songs and how long they last on the album track listing in my head. I've just, it's been nonstop fan fiction. I've been imagining what these songs sound like. And my favorite thing about the new Iron Maiden, see, I've already got a favorite thing about an album I haven't heard. My favorite thing about the new Iron Maiden album is that the last three songs alone last 30 minutes. Wait, like, each song is 30 minutes? No, no, no. Oh, oh, together. Okay, okay. I was that's just not saying, good that's enough for you. Three songs lasting 30 <laughs> no, that's minutes. that's crazy. I was just, if it was a 30-minute song, I was literally going to leave. The longest song is 13 minutes. Wow. That's the parchment. I, uh, what was what was the name of the song again? Stratego Bless is the new you. one. So, anyways, <laughs> no, you I, said that about the album title, which is Sanjitsu. Bless you. I'm going to say it for everyone. I, uh, I have a theory, a new theory about your Iron Maiden fandom. I don't think you're actually an Iron Maiden fan. Now, hear me out. Your level of obsession far reaches fandom at this point. You're like... You're like Mark David Chapman of Iron Maiden. This is this album is essentially your catcher on the right. Who are you going to kill? Who is this album going to tell you to go kill? 
Well, if you play the parchment backwards around the 10th minute, I believe there's a message. No, I don't know. Listen, they've also started posting videos about the making of the album. This also got me very excited when the other... So Steve Harris is the bassist and the leader of the band. Some people might suggest that he's the one that forces the 13-minute songs on everyone else because that's what he likes and other people would prefer a few more five-minute songs. I'm looking forward to the 13-minute songs. Other members of the band in these video releases talking about the making of the new album, this also got me very excited, said that the Steve Harris long songs were so complicated they had to record them in separate bits because in the studio they didn't have enough time to learn the songs and record them like in the two months they spent recording in the studio. (gasps) So before meeting you, I always just kind of assumed that Bruce Dickinson was the leader of the band. I actually didn't even know they had another singer before him. I only knew Bruce Mm -hmm. Dickinson. So, you know, as I've now learned way more about Iron Maiden than I ever wanted to know, you know, I've now, I almost feel bad for Bruce Dickinson because he doesn't want to sing with this band. He just wants to fly planes and be left alone. And because flying planes is very expensive, he keeps being forced to sing 13 minute songs at his age. You know how difficult that is? Well, I mean, you talk for 13 minutes straight. You're you're way younger than him. I do remember um, on one of the two, have I mentioned that time when it for two days it was like I was in Iron Maiden and I had my own itinerary to travel with them in Florida? Around that particular time, um, there was a new 10-minute song on the latest album. This oh, is about, so 10, short. Yeah, about 10 years ago. But to your point, you may be more incisive as to what the Maiden dynamic is than you know. After, So I went to a show. Of course, it was loaded with new songs from the latest album because that's what Iron Maiden do. Like, don't think you're going to get the hits. You're going to get most of the new album. Right. And um, so anyway, I go have a drink with him in the bar after the show. And the new song, I liked the new song before I'd seen it live, but it was only when I saw him do it live that I realized how hard it was to sing just because there's so much upper register in it. And I said... Um, Wow, I said, I love the talisman, but I didn't really appreciate like how much you have to put into it. And his response was <laughs> not like, oh, it's all in such a high key. He went, and Ian, it's got so many fucking words. <laughs> <laughs> how am I going to remember all these words? It's like freaking Shakespeare. Uh, we had some people uh, contact us, which you can do at uh, didyouamerica.com or if you want to hop on any of the uh, socials we use, Camfield off the radio on Instagram or Ian Camfield on Twitter. Um because uh, Paul communicated uh, about the fake maiden that I was fooled by uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, said fake maiden reminded me of the LimeWire days in the late 90s when I was fooled by leaked Papa Roach, which turned out to be just looped choruses, and the new Evanescence, which had weird glitches every 10 seconds. First of all, Paul, I don't believe that anyone could have been as excited about the prospects of new Papa Roach or Evanescence, even in their prime, as I was by the prospects of a new Iron Maiden album 40 years into the band's career. But I didn't, I don't know if I ever messed around with uh, with LimeWire. I feel like back then when I was a kid, I was probably tempted, but thought, oh, Lars Ulrich might hate me. (laughs) See, that was was right when I was a little kid learning about music for the first time. LimeWire, Kazaa, there was one more, Napster, all those. I was deep in all 
all of was it. Was LimeWire to Napster what Hulu is to Netflix? Right. Well, I think, that the- I think they all, like, one came after the other. So, like, Napster came first, it got shut down. Then another one came, then another one. But, but for me, I actually had a super similar experience to Paul. I as a kid was looking to download episodes of South Park and I discovered one of my all-time favorite rap groups from Houston, the South Park Mexicans. Oh. Yeah, so, you know, they, it was a great way for discovering. Do you remember, uh, Afro Man, mm-hmm. because I got high, mm-hmm. that song would have. Fancy you liking that song. I know. Well, it taught me a lot when I was in elementary school. Was, I was like, this will be my life. It was a manual. I will forget everything because I am high. <laughs> yeah, that I'm pretty sure it was either LimeWire, Kazar, Napster, one of those. He owned. That's the only way people discovered so it. So LimeWire was like the pirate radio version of what. Um, Spotify is today. Then you went on and found because LimeWire was illegal, right? It yeah. was uh, right. So it was like an underground. So it's like a pirate radio thing. But I didn't realize that it had you know the th- like the algorithms like uh, Spotify has now. So if you went on to learn the words to "Because I Got High" because you needed a life of excuses from that song, it then led you to well, if you like Afro Man, you might want to smoke weed to this. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly That's what, what happened. Yeah, right, right. South okay. Park Mexicans also a lot of songs about weed. Paul asks if I've ever heard any of the fake Weird Al stuff. I feel like Weird Al is weird enough that you wouldn't know oh. the difference between fake and not. All Weird Al is fake. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. doing fake versions of songs already. I think Paul, when you thought you were hearing fake Weird Al stuff on LimeWire, it was actually the genuine thing. He had actually only ever heard "Smells Like Teen Spirit," so when he heard the Weird Al version, he was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and I think we're a little bit behind the curve on this, but um, we were uh, discussing uh, Caitlin for California. Um, Stevens, fa- oh, fact checking. Hang on, everybody. We've got a fact checker from California. What do you Um, know? So apparently uh, me speculating that uh, Caitlin might have given up on the run for governor because uh, someone had told me that suddenly she was doing the jungle show in Australia like the celebrities where where they have to eat ant piss and stuff like that. I love ant piss. Hadn't quite reduced herself to going to the jungle. She was, however, in the celebrity Big Brother house in Australia. Ah, so okay. still, still kind of abandoning the governor for California run to take a paycheck from an Australian reality TV show. Yeah, but, but at least but, the house had Wi-Fi. Exactly, but with a stationary bathroom, which ah. I'm guessing that she wouldn't have got. And she could sleep in a bed rather than a hammock being attacked by giant spiders, I'm Again, guessing. Again, that's why she had to make the switch. I told you, I love peeing outside. Who needs toilets? Um, however, however, um, she's been isolating in Australia. This is the update for celebrity. Big Brother, that's what the show's called, right? Um, Cheat. <laughs> Her spin on it not affecting her run for governor is that she committed to it a long time ago and doesn't want to break promises. That's a good thing to get into politics, right? Not yeah, gonna... of course. Of course I won't break my promises if I'm governor. I ran away to Australia to earn a $500,000 paycheck to be in the Big Brother house when I should have been campaigning. Apparently five hundred grand is the payday that she said yes to, but Spencer Pratt turned down. She has my vote. <laughs> also, it's 2021. Big sister. Anyway, she is um, now she's back in LA 
So Stephen's guessing that she was the first to be voted out of the house. It's not a good run, is <laughs> right. it? Well, a, you know, no spoilers. It's not a good. It's not a good practice run to get into the world of accepting votes when you want to be governor of California. If you can't appeal to Australia enough to stay in the Big Brother house beyond week one, I watch a lot of Australian reality TV. You just ruined my month, Stephen. Well, I um, I also can we just can you just Google her website to sit because if she is back again, you know, I think uh, Caitlin for California is just a. Fact Fabulous idea because it's uh it, it caitlinjenner.com uh, well one would imagine so i just want to see if she is back as she updated the merch page because that was i was really expect i wanted some caitlin for california merch that would sit alongside my golden girls collection very well and well, she and she wasn't delivering on that has she first she of all stepped it up quite a bit oh, she has well she still has the photo of her driving okay, so that's that, a mistake caitlin, that needs to go you- okay but listen to this now she has a, a hat that says wake up the woke Oh, 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 oh yeah. She also has a hat that says cancel, cancel culture. Okay. And a whole bunch of different Caitlin for California shot glasses, mugs, different variation of hats, red solo cups. Oh, a mask recall Gavin Newsom. <laughs> Again, a tote bag? All An right. old penis. Well, I think... <laughs> I think, uh, well done, Caitlin. I'm glad that uh, by virtue of uh, going to isolate in Australia, you had some time to spend listening to this podcast and you took our advice and you upped your merch game. Now, if you just get rid of the picture of you behind the wheel of the car, we might be onto something. I just got the uh, Caitlin dog collar from my sex dungeon. You know what's amusing to me is that uh, all of my friends in California are posting all over social media at the moment about how terrible it would be that they might get a Republican. And um, all they're talking about is if Gavin Newsom gets recalled, we get Larry Elder, who even I'm not that familiar with. I think he's a, a Fox News guy. And so I've got this all over my social media. It's just like, don't, don't recall, don't recall, because otherwise we get the guy off Fox News. No one said, don't recall, because otherwise we get Caitlin. It's like, <laughs> they, they, they haven't even considered that that's a possibility. How disappointing is it, this recall election? Like the last recall, we got Arnold Schwarzenegger. We got the little dude from, uh, was it Webster? What? No, Gary Coleman. It was Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman got elected? No, but he ran. And Isn't the recall, he dead? It was like, yeah, this was before he died. Did the dead people run now? Because if dead people are running, that's going to give Trump huge ammunition for his very... <laughs> Look, they're letting dead people run now. I, uh, yeah, but this... I mean, this one, we only had Caitlyn. She's like a C-celebrity at this point. Let's get some A-listers in there. I want Oprah. Well, and then, there, of course, there is our uh, theory that... Um, It'd be a stretch to say no one's making more sense, but certainly, you know, who's our go-to for sensible uh, insight now on the golf course? Oh, please tell me we got another OJ opinion. <laughs> no, we don't. I, not since he said that he doesn't go. Well, also, he hey there, Twitter world. Yeah, I'm voting for Caitlin. The, well, no, the only reason why I was going to say maybe he could run, but he won't because he won't go to California. Remember, because <gasps> right? Otherwise, that I don't would. Think you actually have to be in the state to be governor. I think you do, don't you? No, I mean, I if mean, you're you... OJ, you let him do whatever he wants. The guy has a knife, right? Right, right. Yeah, Governor, fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that um, uh, it's old news now. But I guess he did a uh, did he do an interview or was this posted from the golf course? Who's interviewing OJ at this point? I would. <laughs> I, I, look, I look a brave person. That's if who. you forget about what he did. 
I'm saying that now when you see him on the golf course, he's t- he, a lot of the time he talks sense. Forget what he did. Sir, that man ran 2,000 yards in the NFL. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> and I am a big fan of, what's that movie called? Uh, Not the Naked Capricorn Gun. One. Capricorn One. See, yeah, I yeah. haven't even seen it, but you've now mentioned it so many times that I know it better than you. I think if OJ came on this podcast and I said, you know, I want to talk about your film work, he would be as happy that I have no interest in discussing The Naked Gun, but want to talk about Capricorn One, as William Shatner was when I interviewed him and said, we ain't talking about anything to do with Star Trek. I want to know about you in Colombo. And after that, we'll discuss his knife skills. <laughs> But so, what was he? How st- are you in the kitchen? What was? <laughs> <laughs> if we got him next week and say, "Look, we'll talk about the fact that you know, bizarrely, you're making more sense than a lot of people that are posting on social media these days," and we like do that, and then I do my Capricorn one bit to get him massively on side, and then if we make him like so comfortable, he might not even see like where we're going with this, and I go, um, also. Because, you know, you're really busy playing golf. We don't have that much access to you. Um, We'll save this in the can for further down the line, but I'd like to bring you back like around November time. Could you give us some cooking tips for Thanksgiving? And then we just get into like talk (laughs) about how to carve the turkey, right? Yeah, Don't don't bring it up that blatantly. Just like slip it in. Don't stab the turkey, OJ. (laughs) Get that on bumper sticker. Look, I think that the, the, him doing cooking tips as well, that could be a thing. Yeah, if we honestly, if we ever do, you know, make this podcast into our own network, you know, start to expand. Give I him think a show. Can you an imagine OJ the- cooking show would be great. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Did you America world? <laughs> Today, I'm going to show you how to stab this beef. I t- <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to uh, pull the curtain back too far, but Jeremy and I have had uh, comments about like you know moving the podcast onwards and upwards, and the the, the phrase uh, "podcast network" has been kicked around quite a bit. And I have made a list of sort of different people that could be part of our podcast network. If we add weekly, even if it was just ten minutes from OJ on that podcast network, that puts our network on the map. It may lose our chances of getting a Lady Gaga pod, but I'm willing to take that risk. I've had my Lady Gaga experience side of stage with Maiden. Like I've ticked that off. Like I uh, you <laughs> well, know. So now we have to take out Gaga forever. Well, no. OJ will do that for us. <laughs> All right. Um, there, anyway, what was? Why did we bring up? Oh, OJ can't run no for governor. OJ, OJ, OJ can't run for governor because he won't go to California right. because he's scared of running into the killer. Of course, right? Yeah, I love that he's still sticking with that bit. It's yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's long term. It's long term. It did. I mean, you know, my idea of doing a feature. Um, what were we going to call the OJ feature? Uh, OJ, right again, right. Ba-ba-da-bum-bum, OJ, right again. Ding. Yeah. Um, we might need to do a second OJ feature if he's going to say things like, I won't go to LA because I'm scared of running into the killer. And we'll call the second bit OJ still funny. <laughs> <laughs> he may be wrong, but OJ still <laughs> funny. There you go. These jingles are writing themselves. <laughs> and so I'll tell you this, if we had OJ on our network, we'd have jingle money. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. <laughs> All right, I got um, the song of the week to remind you about, and there's some uh, other stuff to discuss. Um, We're going to do the financial segment on the next uh, section of Did You America. Let's get that money.
Okay, let's do part two of uh, Did You America? Song of the Week voting is happening now. Uh, this week, I went with the new one by Don Broco, which is called One True Prince. Uh, it's not quite South Park Mexicans, but I went with the new song by Lizzo and Cardi B, Rumors. Uh, new York producer choosing If You Ever Leave, I'm Coming With You by The Wombats. You can vote at didyouamerica.com. Uh, check out the poll on my Twitter at Ian Camfield. One True Prince by Don Broco, Rumors by Lizzo and Cardi B, or If You Ever Leave, I'm Coming With You by The Wombats, digiamerica.com, or the poll on my Twitter at Ian Camfield if you would like to vote. Forget your name there for a second? The what? Never mind. You just kind of pause before your name. You look confused. Just looking forward to getting back to Stratego. (laughs) Oh, God. We're like, what, 20 minutes away? Just calm down. Sanjutsu is coming. Put that thing away. <laughs> it's a samurai thing. It's my sword. My eye. <laughs> 15 days oh, till God. it comes out. All right, cool. I'll know when to go on another vacation. <laughs> um, this seems to be a, a good time to cover this story, seeing as we were just investigating the uh, Caitlin for California merch, which she has stepped up massively since she listened to this podcast and we suggested she do exactly that. Well, we were going to become her campaign manager, so first step. By the way, on that subject... The fact that she still has a photo of her driving a car on her campaign website, that is no more ridiculous than the idea that when we have a podcast network, we give OJ a cooking show. OJ with a knife or Caitlin driving a car. It's the same thing. Right? Both murderers. Right. (laughs) Um, No, it seems like an opportune time uh, because uh, we're discussing, you know, whether or not you might uh, purchase some Caitlin merchandise. I already told you I'm buying you a mug. (laughs) The average American wastes over $70,000 on bad online purchases during their lifetime. If you do the math, that works out at about $900 per year. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, uh, I I'm definitely guilty of this. I literally before I came here just made so uh you know how like with streetwear they do like drops to where all of a sudden like you'll get a message from the company will be like, Hey, we have all these clothes available and like it'll all sell out real quick and then everyone sells like the fifty dollar shirt for like five hundred dollars. Right. So I was trying to get in on that. Supreme, one of my favorite companies, had a drop today. I jumped on. I almost got the megaphone that was a cheap plastic Toys R Us toy that just happened to have a Supreme sticker on it for like $200, but I just missed out. I thought when you were going to talk about streetwear, you were going to talk about when you wrestle a homeless person for their shirt. Well, that's basically what I do. And then I sell it for 10 times the amount. (laughs) I I wonder how much of this is um, alcohol-induced. When I was a drinker, that was when um, I would make most of my ridiculous online purchases. Of course. Because things seem like a good idea. Or you get multiple copies of the same thing because you've forgotten how many uh, of them that, that you have. At the height of uh, you know me enjoying a good old drink, um, I thought it was a good idea one day to order a foot spa. And my rationale for this was that... Um, I loved going to one of those uh, Chinese places where they do the reflexology, right? right? And uh, not the not the Robert Kraft kind. See, I thought if I get uh, a foot spa, it will be the equivalent of having a Robert Kraft massage. Is going to. I'm thinking like long term investment. Right. You know, I'm like jerk the, off your feet. The advert on Amazon said, "Would you?" <laughs> Would 
you like the Robert Kraft experience for a one-time expense? <laughs> well, they're advertising this? Oh, my God. <laughs> would you get in a lot of trouble. Would you like your own Orchids of Asia in your front row? <laughs> I mean, I have one on my right hand already. <laughs> no, I was very into the... I've never really... Uh, I don't know if I really believe that... Um, you know the different parts of your foot can um, uh, can uh, connect to different parts of your body because that's always the theory. Um, and I always thought that when I went to the the Chinese foot spa and the lady was uh, was doing the reflexology, um, the part of my foot that would always be the most sensitive, she'd always say to me, "Oh." That's your liver in my drinking <laughs> gut. But then, but then again, I, I, well, I get, well, yeah, but I'm like, do you say that to everyone? Right. Like, do you, so like, if I went in now having not had a drink for two years, would I still get the, oh, that's your liver? In her defense, it was easy because when you went in, you reeked of booze. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, there might be, uh, there might be that. So anyway, I was thinking like, um, oh, well, you know, the foot spa and uh, in my, the rationale was, um, well, you know, it'll be exactly the same as having the Chinese lady at the end of the stall, like making my feet feel slightly hurt, hurting a little bit, right. but, but still good. Just by like plugging in something with some liquids that you're charging me a fortune to mix up in the water and having it like splish splash over my feet. And uh, and then when it's... Uh, this also used to happen quite a bit. I, I, the, the, I probably... The foot spa probably wasn't the most expensive, pointless thing that I ordered, but... I do remember on several occasions, but I can't remember what the other things were. The Amazon packages turning up and me not remembering that I ordered them because I was so drunk. It <laughs> right. was like when I was a kid growing up, I, I remembered I would always be excited. This is pre-internet days, kids. Um, my mum used to order stuff from catalogs like clothes and stuff. Yeah. And um, the catalog delivery people had specific vans. So I get why well, Amazon use all different vehicles now. But I can remember one of my earliest childhood memories before I could even like properly talk was I'd get really, I was never excited when the postman came because he came every day more or less with letters and stuff. But if the van that had the big packages turned up outside our house, I'd be like, mum, 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 like, even if it was nothing for me, just the excitement of having the package. Right. You transpose that with adult life during my drinking years and Amazon turning up, and I would open the door and be like, oh, God, what did I order? <laughs> like, it was the complete opposite. I said the only thing the only thing that it had in common was I had no idea what was in that package, but right. I was already deflated before I opened it and found out what I'd ordered. In your adult life, that's like the one thing you have in common with your mortal enemy, the dog, is you guys both hate when the mailman arrives. <laughs> right, 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 You start right. barking. You're like, what are you doing? I didn't order anything. So I think, um, yeah, I don't know how much money I would have wasted, but it was definitely um, online ordering while drinking because, you know, it just became so easy. Right. See, I, I'm i pretty lucky. I don't have, of all the many issues I have, you would think online shopping way too much and buying stupid things would be, you know, right up my alley. But I, I really just buy, I mean, 
clothes, you know, that's different. Mm-hmm. If I buy expensive clothes, you know, <clears throat> I do that maybe once, twice a year. Right. You know, big purchases of things I actually need, like when I got my car or stuff like that. But other than that, like, I'm not making a ton of purchases throughout the year. Now, if Amazon starts allowing you to get deliveries of food and weed, I'm screwed. But <laughs> other than that, my, my, that's basically where my money goes throughout the week. I think, uh, I, and then I kind of had the thing where I ended up with multiple copies of things that I really liked. And again, it was during my drinking years, so I can't tell you if I thought that I'd lost the DVDs or the CDs or I was so drunk that I decided I needed more of the same thing to make me feel happy. Right. But I remember it got to the point where I I owned like five copies of It's a Wonderful Life on DVD. <laughs> now, admittedly, like any good American, I watch It's a Wonderful Life every year on Christmas Eve. That's what I do. But I didn't need five. Well, at the point at which I had five copies of It's a Wonderful Life in my house because of ordering it when drunk, I started to imagine my life would be better if Amazon had one of those uh, breathalyzer things that if you get a DUI, you know, like you right, can't yeah. drive for a what, what do they call them? And then you got like a you, breathalyzer thing for when you get drunk and you can't drive. No, 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 That's no. That's the official title. No, like you get busted and you can't drive for a while, and then when they give you your license back, you have to have a, a thing in your car for a period. It's to a breathe. breathalyzer. No, it's the thing you breathe into that doesn't let your car start. Yeah, if you, it's a breathalyzer. No, the breathalyzer. I've known many people who have them. The they bre- all call them breathalyzers. <laughs> no, the breathalyzer is what you breathe into when the cop bust you then there's a second thing that like is a lock on your car okay i'm googling it i don't but think, I think re- it's called a breathalyzer i don't think well it breathalyzes you but it's got a more of a i'm always getting breathalyzed <laughs> well yeah i mean if i saw it, i'd be like were you just wrestling a homeless person for their shirt an ignition interlock device that's an interlock okay. device an when- iid of course everyone knows that why were you calling it a breathalyzer <laughs> right idiot so, when i got to five copies of it's a wonderful life i was thinking <laughs> Maybe Amazon should do an interlock right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> to, to, you know, to help me help myself. See, I, I make that issue not because I get drunk, but because sometimes the online ordering process tricks you into not realizing you've ordered multiple of the same thing. You know, they when you're on the checkout screen, the little tab to switch from one to nine sometimes is so small and no one's going to think, oh, I accidentally clicked that <laughs> twice. So all of a sudden you end up with two of the exact same shirts. Who wants that? The other thing that I used to do with, ordering from Amazon and this wasn't when drunk because I absolutely wanted this was um, uh, when uh, before you could just stream everything um, it won't surprise you to know that there were you know various movies and uh, TV shows that were Perhaps not that popular in America, but popular enough to be made, but hardly ever shown in the UK. So I had to, I had, first of all, I had to get one of those DVD players that was multi-region so I could play American DVDs. I think the- you need to explain that to me because that was one of the most shocking things you told me about England. It's pure racism. Yeah. So apparently <laughs> DVDs don't work in every country. No. And uh, if anyone's thinking, what's a DVD? Google that, you millennial. <laughs> um the yeah dvds are regionalized and it was just a way of making extra money so you uh if you bought a dvd in america it wouldn't play on a uk player and vice versa unless 
You, and, and they made it deliberately this way because if you knew tech people, a tech person could hack into your DVD player and make it multi-region. That's what I used to have to do so you could play UK or US. So it's basically like the, they treat DVDs and all technology like they do outlets in every country and just change it up for no reason. I've said on this podcast multiple times, that is the absolute answer to world peace. You want to take care of what's going on in the Middle, in the Middle East? Give them our outlets. Right. Or you could have started... A about f- 15 years ago when I was younger by making it easier for me to get Death Wish 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5 on a playable <laughs> DVD format. Quit playing. You didn't need one or two. <laughs> but what I used to do with my Amazon purchases was, um, you. so you'd have to order them from the States. So, I mean, this is how tough my life was in the UK. I just couldn't watch Charles Bronson's best work in all five Death Wish movies as I wished by streaming it like you can do with today's technology. First of all, I had to get a geek round to hack my DVD player so it could play American DVDs. Then I had to go to Amazon.com when I was living in the UK and order internationally like the Charles Bronson Death Wish DVD. Only Ian Canfield would want this. Imagine my surprise and enlightenment when I found out that also around the time of Death Wish, Charles Bronson made a movie with J. Michael Vincent from Airwolf. My God, it was like such a such a bold Dreams bite. really do oh, come true. Oh my God. Again, covered in my own enjoyment. And um name of this but episode. The, <laughs> but um but this was this was like one of the, the one of the hardest things. So and I don't know if it's if it's still the same. There were some ridiculous um, customs tax on ordering things like that from the from from the states, right? right? And it was really just like uh, potluck if they opened your package or not. So let's say you could order all Death Wish plus Charles Bronson and the bloke from Airwolf before he was in Airwolf for, I don't know, $50, like six DVDs, right? And you'd pay that and they'd ship it internationally. It was like, this was like being busted by the cops for something because sometimes the package would arrive outside my front door and I'd be like, yes, I've got it. Then other times you'd get a card from the post people and it would basically say, your package has been intercepted and you've got to go to the post office to pick it up. And then you'd have to pay the tax tariff. I'm not exaggerating. My $50 bulk pie by purchase of Bronson's Best Work, which you know gave me hours of pleasure. <laughs> all over, it showed all over <laughs> yourself. Yeah. Right. I think ended up costing me more like $150 because wow. of the tax on it. So they would treat DVDs like drugs. I would have rather, it would have been cheaper to be busted with a gram of Coke and, <laughs> and pay a fine than it cost me to get five Charles Bronson DVDs, Death Wish plus Airwolf before he was Airwolf. Totally worth it. Um, so yeah, there's, uh, the, I mean, the, the struggle, the struggle, kids. The <laughs> it struggle, was real. It, the, str- the struggle was real, but still got those DVDs and they still give me an enormous amount of pleasure. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes they work. <laughs> no, 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 they always work. All right, work. you had the ghetto rig system, <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah, 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 and I've still got that. I've still got that. Even though I could just go on to like, I was going to say Netflix, probably not Netflix. Go on to YouTube yeah. and just stream those movies now. But no, it's not the same. It's not the same level of. Uh, it's not the same level of pleasure. Um, there's another thing uh, to do with money that I want to cover before we're done today. There's a uh, debate that's been going on about whether high schools should teach money management to kids, and uh, quite rightly, only eight percent of people 
say no. I think about all of the things that I was forced to learn in math at school, which I've since forgotten. And I've forgotten not because I wasn't very good at math. That might be something to do with it. But it's more to do with the fact that most of what you learn in math is completely pointless unless you're going to become a mathematician or a physics teacher. Wouldn't it be better to teach kids? Uh, you know, I mean, if I'd have learned about DVD tariffs when ordering from America <laughs> when I was For at sure. school, I wouldn't have paid so much to enjoy myself. Oh, yeah. You don't know how many people from my generation got out of college and all of a sudden learned for the first time what taxes were. Right. You know, and look, like you said, math, who needs that? We can't even count how many episodes are in this podcast. So obviously we need to have something that's a little bit more like, I, you know, I've had plenty of issues with the school system that I went through here in America. You, you know, mean one of the best schools? Yeah, so I I grew up here in DFW, a city called Plano. A, constantly voted the safest city in America. And the school I went to, Plano West, is constantly voted one of the top 10 public schools in the country. Right. The reason they get that rating is because the system of this school is solely built to just churn out students and not actually teach them anything and just get them to college. And that's right. exactly what they did to me. Because when I got to college, I sure as hell did not know anything. Right, right. I, my whole schooling was focused on one thing and one thing only. You might be a little surprised by this. It was about doing drugs. <laughs> that's all I focused on in school. There was, I remember like when I first got to Plano West. So Plano West is only 11th and 12th grade, your last two years of high school. Um, there was a news report uh, that they came to the school and started interviewing people because it was some stat that like 90% of students at Plano West admit to smoking weed, which is absurd how they found those numbers. But apparently they said it. And so they started interviewing kids. And there's a news report that was here in Dallas of one of my friends just being like, yeah, you know, we skip school. We do acid. We take ecstasy. We take mushrooms. <laughs> just listing off every drug he could possibly name because he was excited to be on TV. And the school, the school did nothing. The school did absolutely nothing. My favorite story to tell people from high school, I showed up one day on mushrooms. The entire school knew the teachers, the administrators, the fellow students. It was a pep rally day. I had a wonderful time. And what happened by fourth, fifth period when it started wearing off, they didn't bring me to the office. They didn't have the cops come and arrest me because I was on drugs in school. They were just like, cool. He didn't freak out. Let's go on with our day. <laughs> I think if they taught me economics, I might have been in a little better scenario. I, I, and I, I, you know, obviously it's been a long time since I was at school, but I wonder how much they've moved on education because I feel like when I was at school, and probably the same for when you were there, uh, there was a lot of stuff that you would le learn, some of which would be good to learn in terms of history and things like that. But a lot of that now, you can just learn from Google. You don't need to be taught it in, in, in the old school way. But certainly for, for, for math, math is something that I never understood the level to which they make everyone learn math because this has been unaffected by the internet. You... 
again, if you want to do something in physics or you want to do something specifically in mathematics, I get that there should be an avenue for you to learn those particular skills. But for your average adult, being able to basically add, subtract, multiply, and figure out percentage for taxes, that's what you need to do. When after school, unless you went into a specialist area of work, did you ever need to know Pythagoras' theorem? (laughs) I mean, it's just that they give, it's so, it's built on unrealistic expectations they're not realistic with students i was watching on espn right now they've been playing the little league world series you know it's a bunch of 12 13 Mm. 14 year old kid playing baseball so you know they don't ask they ask themselves like oh what's your favorite subject what do you want to do your order one of the kids said he wanted to be a scientist that's not an actual job you can't just be a scientist that's not like a lawyer or a specific doctor if you're a scientist you're gonna be making no money all you're gonna be doing is studying all day you might as well just say you're a teacher you want to be a teacher I, there's so many things in science that you could explain to me 10,000 times mm-hmm. and I'll never understand. Like, how do waves happen? If you're a scientist, you know how waves happen. You could explain that to me a thousand times. I will not be able to tell you how waves happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something with the moon. Yeah. Chemistry and- might be more your... No, I like... Was that food? What about food? What about home ec? I think I could do home ec where you bake cookies... Right. And maybe... Chemistry where you can make drugs. Well, yes. You know, again, that's too smart for me. I need other... <laughs> I, need the, I need a little 12-year-old who's going to become a scientist yeah. to or, do or that for me. Or you need schools to teach money management so kids can become efficient drug dealers. I would have so much more respect for his education if when they asked him, what do you want to be when he grew up? He said, make ecstasy. <laughs> Yeah, I should probably just uh, wrap this up by saying that although I'm coming in with these highfalutin ideas of, uh, yeah, money management would be better because most of what you learn in math is is pointless. Um, I FaceTime my family back in the UK all the time. I have uh, nieces who are eight and 10 years of age. And my sister has now banned me from trying to help them with their math homework because I'm so bad at math. They get more wrong if they're doing the homework while they're on FaceTime with me asking questions about it. You know what? Normally I'd make fun of you, but I'm going to defend you. Have you seen how they do math today? Oh, it's how you add makes no sense. No, no, no. It's new math. I mean, when my two plus two is no longer four. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, I think you might be getting that slightly wrong. It's seven. (laughs) I'm correct. But you are. They have got this whole new way of doing. Doing math because I, I was trying to teach uh, the younger one. Carry the one. Something. Yeah, yeah. D- d- particularly with division, they've got a whole new way of doing division. And my you sister, put the horse in the house. The horse stays outside the house. My sister, you would have thought I was like teaching my eight-year-old niece something wildly inappropriate. My sister was like grabbing the phone, going, "No, no, 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 you <laughs> no." But and she was like, "No, no, no." There's there's new math now, and I said, "No, you're getting this confused with new metal." This is like <laughs> you, friend. This is great, but I'm trying to teach them two plus two. I'm like, I keep trying to get them to wear Iron Maiden t-shirts. They're not ready for Limp Bizkit yet. So, no, I don't know. No, apparently, like, uh, and, and I tell you this. I tell you this. The new new math will be the new math of new metal. You might be into it at the moment, but eventually you'll realize that the old math was better. Because I'm telling you this, when Papa Roach are 40 years into their career, no one will be as excited about their new song as I'm as excited about the Iron Maiden song. Can I get back to that now? Have we done enough for today? Yeah, yeah, get to your maiden. That was a good way of wrapping it up. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, good. I don't like what we're going to, but... Well, no, you can leave now. Oh, I don't perfect. Need to... See ya. <laughs>
Uh, if you want to talk to us, uh, you can do didyouamerica.com. You can uh, leave us messages via Instagram, Camfield off the radio on Instagram, or Ian Camfield on Twitter. Also vote for Song of the Week poll on the Twitter at Ian Camfield or via didyouamerica.com. Did we America today? Hell yeah, we did. <laughs>